turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Well, we had the first Republican presidential debate last night, but it's debatable whether anybody really helped themselves. It's debatable whether the format is right, and certainly it's debatable whether who said what was actually true or was just a political talking point. We'll discuss all of it today on a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to be with you and really, really, really grateful for all of you who came out last night to join us at the Lazy Chameleon. I was uh, blown away by the number of people who were in the house last night, and many of you were kind enough to come over and uh, say a few words to me and uh, give me your thoughts on not just the debate, but on this show and uh, your concerns as we near an election this November and then one a year from November that will decide the next president of the United States. So just an awesome night, and uh, I'm always energized by being out among you, and so I just want to thank you guys for your Loyalty and the kind words that you uh, voiced last night, I'll try to live up to those. Uh, We had in the House two of the GOP candidates for the nomination to hopefully join J.D. Vance in the U.S. Senate and send Sherrod Brown into retirement, which is long overdue. Both Bernie Moreno and Frank LaRose were in the House. I want to thank those gentlemen for showing up. Matt Dolan was not there, which is probably good. Because uh, Matt Dolan would have been, my suspicion is, about as popular in that room as... Chris Christie was last night on the television. Uh, Not a Christie crowd last night at the Lazy Chameleon. I would say the favorite in the crowd was Upper Arlington's own Vivek Ramaswamy. And he had some really good moments on the stage. I think that if Ron DeSantis had Vivek Ramaswamy's comfort level in front of the camera, Ron DeSantis's poll numbers would be 10 points higher. I could also say if Vivek Ramaswamy had Ron DeSantis's legislative chops and record, Vivek Ramaswamy might be 30 points higher in the polls. So, excuse me, all of that is a part of uh, my takeaway from the debate. And we will talk about it, and I invite you to give me your perspective as well. Our lines are open, as they always are, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Did you change your mind last night based upon what anyone said? Did anyone win you over as a candidate last night that was not your candidate going in? Or I'm not really going to ask you whether anyone eliminated themselves because I think we can all agree, what is Asa Hutchinson doing on that stage? And no offense, what is Doug Burgum doing on that stage? What is Chris Christie doing on the stage? Now, I know it's hard to take Christie off the stage because I hear he's, I hear he's polling 13% in New Hampshire. And that's the first actual primary. The Iowa deal is a caucus. It's not a primary. They have ranked choice voting in Iowa. They do not in New Hampshire. So it's hard to take Christie off the stage and say you're not viable. You're not going to win when he's got 13% 
in New Hampshire. But we all know Chris Christie's not going to be the next president of the United States. Neither is Doug Burgum, neither is Asa Hutchinson. And when they're up there, they just mess things up and take time away. Also, I would say, if you really want to do a debate that serves the voters and the candidates, get rid of the crowd. Get rid of the audience. The audience messes things up. Everybody's got their plants in the audience, and they're going to clap for their person no matter what they say, and they're going to boo for the person who's closest to their person in the polls to disparage that person and hopefully climb over them and raise themselves up by standing on somebody else. An audience serves no purpose at a debate if your debate is about candidates and voters, giving candidates more time because every ounce of time wasted by applause and reaction and boos and this and that and the other is an ounce of time that can't be spent by a candidate talking about issues. The people at home don't need to hear people applaud in the room. It's a flawed perspective on who's doing well because the reactions aren't really genuine. They're driven by partisanship that people have going into the debate. But here's the secret that if you think about it for a hot second, you'll realize debates are not about candidates and voters. Debates are about ratings. Debates are a TV show, and Fox does TV very, very well. Their graphics, their ops, their staging, their lighting, their color, Fox does all of that very, very well. And that's what they're concerned with. They got 25 million people watching the debate, according to Hugh Hewitt. I caught Hugh in the car on the way up uh, to the station today. I'll take his word for it, 25 million people. That's a great audience. I mean, Tucker Carlson used to get $3 million and crushed. But none of the $25 million were served as best as they could have been by the way the debate was conducted last night. Now, let me get to a couple other headlines, and then we'll dig deeply into the debate starting at about 11.20-ish. The driver of the minivan in Springfield that went left of center and crashed into a northwestern local school district bus on, I want to say, Tuesday morning? He has been charged with vehicular homicide, a fourth-degree felony. Now, this is where the story gets... I don't want to use the word interesting. It's where it it gets um, potentially politically volatile. There is, of course, an invasion of our southern border going on right now. And there are many instances of crimes that involve either murder or accidental death, as this case was, because a young elementary school student, Aiden Clark, we do not have uh, Aiden's age or grade, but we do have his name, according to authorities. His name is Aiden Clark. Both of his parents are school teachers. Don't know if they teach in the Northwestern District, but they are both school teachers, both his parents. So the driver of the van has um, the possibility of being an illegal alien. I know that is a politically incorrect way to put it. Usually it means it's nevertheless a correct way to put it. He is from Mexico. As I said, uh, he has been charged with vehicular homicide. And 
whether he he did not have a valid Ohio driver's license. He gave his state identification card and a Mexican driver's license to authorities. Uh, the license was determined not to be valid due to his immigration status. Okay, now this characterization of Hermanio Joseph, that's the gentleman's name, this characterization of his driver's license being, quote, determined not to be valid due to his immigration status, comes from the Columbus Dispatch, which has, in the past, extolled sanctuary, well, is that it has extolled illegal aliens who have sought sanctuary in churches close to downtown Columbus, specifically in Columbus Mennonite Church. So when I see the Columbus Dispatch report that his license was determined not to be valid due to his immigration status, that tells me he's an illegal immigrant. And if he's an illegal immigrant, like the one who raped the 10-year-old girl and caused her to get an abortion about the time Roe v. Wade was overturned, this could become yet another instance where we have an innocent American citizen minding their own business whose life ended not maliciously, not intentionally because of the actions of an illegal immigrant, but nevertheless because of the actions of an illegal immigrant. If, in fact, Hermanio Joseph is illegal, and that's all I can infer from the characterization of his driving status, according to the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, The Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles uh, states that permanent residents or those who have applied for asylum status can be issued driver's licenses, but have to pass the same driving test that you, me, and our kids do when they turn 16 And apparently he did not do that. He has an ID card, and that is not hard to get because anyone who can show proof of their legal residency can get an ID card. So the bad situation gets even worse. Now, we also had, late last night, a citizen shot and killed by Columbus police. 10.40 p.m., 1100 block of Rendezvous Lane, They went to search, they went to serve, rather, a warrant on this person. He fled, of course he did. Officers attempted to stop him in traffic. He got out of the car. He ran. He is said to have pulled a firearm on police. One officer fired, struck the suspect in the 1300 block of Marion Drive North, and they took him to the hospital and he died. So... You know how this goes, right? Depending upon the uh, ethnicity of the victim, this will either uh, be ignored and not subjected to uh, ridiculous scrutiny, or it could go the other way. So many Jerusalem, Sea of Galilee, Israel. Uh, what a trip. I mean, amazing. Dennis Prager has been 20 times, and you'll visit with him 40 iconic sites, Mike Gallagher, too. So check it out and book passage at 989theanswer.com. Now, you also can spend some time with any other Salem Radio Network host. If they are your favorite, you pick your favorite, and then you enter at 989theanswer.com, the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a friend 
to that Salem Media Network host, host city. You'll spend three nights in a hotel, get a $500 Visa gift card, the terrific Talkers VIP experience. Enter today at 989theanswer.com. All right, let's dig in to the Republican presidential debate last night. Uh, very seldom do you get a sports bar restaurant to go quiet so everybody can hear and watch the same thing. But they did last night at Lazy Chameleon for the debate. I was worried during the preamble to the debate because I really wanted to hear it. And I think a lot of people in the House wanted to hear it. And once the conversation subsided and the sound system came up, it was fine. We could hear fine. Now, I don't think we got a lot of great moments last night. I don't think we got a really productive discussion. But they're always in two hours of television with eight raging egomaniacs. And let me just say, you have to be a raging egomaniac to think that you can be president of the United States. Some egos are more raging than others. Uh, I can't imagine Asa Hutchinson's ego. He seems like a low-key guy. Low-key, quiet guy. But in terms of ego, for Asa Hutchinson to look at the polls and think he has a chance in any galaxy of being president of the United States... How would that unfold? What would the meteoric rise of Asa Hutchinson look like? What in his political career has ever convinced Asa Hutchinson that he's going to go out there and give a speech and announce a policy and craft a vision and all of America is going to go, whoa, this Hutchinson guy. I can't imagine the ego. I can't imagine the sycophants that hang out with Asa Hutchinson who are telling him, I know DeSantis is crushing it in Florida and Donald Trump is captivated 35 to 40% of the Republican electorate, and Tim Scott is Mr. Happy, Mr. Inspirational, and Nikki Haley has all kinds of foreign policy chops, and Doug Burgum has built a billion-dollar company, and Vivek Ramaswamy is telegenic and young and exciting. But Asa, you got something none of them have. I just can't imagine. Who's hanging out with him telling him that? Who's giving a dollar to Asa Hutchinson? And he had to have 43 thousand independent donors to get on that debate stage in terms of telegenic kinetic energy vision excitement you put asa hutchinson on the stage and larry elder can't get on there like what larry elder is like eight times smarter and more interesting than asa hutchinson i don't know why i'm going off on asa hutchinson but to me it's just utterly patently ridiculous that he's up there. He didn't talk. People are going, oh, you know, he didn't get to talk for the first 10 minutes. He shouldn't have got to talk for the first two hours. You know what he should have got? Hey, Asa Hutchinson, thanks for coming. And then at the end of the night, hey, Asa Hutchinson, have a good night. Thank you, thank you. That's all I needed to hear from Asa Hutchinson. Here are some lovely parting gifts. <laughs> give me a break. I he, wouldn't even give him the the home edition of, of Celebrity Password. He looked old. Oh, my goodness. Just old. I just, whatever, Asa Hutchinson. So this... And then they start the debate with a, who's the last person you want to hear from last night? Besides Asa Hutchinson, who's the last person you want to hear from at a Republican presidential debate? You start with a cut of Joe Biden? Huh? Like, I got to hear this guy sleepwalk through a term of the presidency, hopefully only one. And you play a news media cut from Joe Biden to start the debate? I know everything the man says. It's all a lie. I don't. We all are on board. Yoo-hoo, Fox. If we have taken time out of our night to watch the first presidential debate, 
and were on the edge of our seats, hushed in silence at the lazy chameleon. We didn't quiet down, put our silverware down, stop eating our delicious food and drinking our drinks so we can hear more of Joe Biden. No. I didn't even need to hear Oliver Anthony and Rich Men North of Richmond. If I wanted to tune into a concert, I'd have flipped over to MTV. Like, get to it, okay? And the other thing, I understand it's a TV show and you're trying to advantage your people and all this kind of stuff. But the way you crafted your questions where, like, Brett Bear would ask half the question and Martha McCallum would ask half the question. And then, no. Like, no on that. Okay. So that's my just general takeaway of the debate in that the way the thing is run is a lot like the way we vote. We get, I've said many times, the leaders we demand. And we got the debate that Fox wanted us to have, not the debate we could have had. One minute to respond. My impression is being president of the United States is a pretty hard, pretty complex job. And I think it's a job that requires long hours and lots of data and analysis and meetings and purposeful planning. It's not something that you go, okay, Ukraine, you got a minute. Ding, ding, ding. And can we please get rid of the right to answer format? Just because someone mentions your name does not mean you get to bogart your way into the conversation and hijack it for the next five to ten minutes. Because what happens is when you mention someone's name, then they have to clap back at you because you challenge their position or their veracity on the issues or whatever, and then they attempt to wrest control back and tell you why you're wrong. And then, of course, they mention you, and so you get to clap back at them. And then we get the uncomfortable referee moment where Martha McCallum and Brett Baer try to step in between the two and separate the combatants. And it never goes well. It just never goes well. Okay, so that... I thought the Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy dust-up was... A waste of all of our time. Chris Christie, I know he's supposed to be a pit bull. He was ineffective, I thought, last night. I thought Ramaswamy got off a great line when he said, you are on Trump about being rude and angry, and your whole campaign is rude and angry. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Guilty as charged. And so... There was a point, though, about 45 minutes in, where my Vivek meter went from, hey, this guy's very comfortable on stage, very energetic, very TV savvy in terms of he can make a point, reemphasize a point, and get out and not stumble, not bumble around. But there was a point about 45 minutes in where my Vivek meter started to get an alert from my BS meter. Where I'm like, okay, the guy telling me that he's the only person on the stage who's not bought and paid for is sure sounding like, when I put it together with other stuff I've seen from him in recent days, as bought and paid for as all these other people. I will explain what I mean about Vivek and 
We'll get into Ron DeSantis. Did he help himself last night? Was there a winner?